and welcome back to Heck of a Book. I'm your host, Ellie Mano, age 13, and for the 114th official episode of Hook of a Book, I'll be reviewing an outstanding YA book that will captivate readers. Five Feet Apart by Rachel Lippincott, with Mickey Daughtry and Tobias Iaconis. I don't remember how I heard about Five Feet Apart, but I'm so glad I found it. I got this book from the library as an ebook, ready to read it on my spring break trip to the Grand Canyon. I didn't expect to finish it all within a couple days. Five Feet Apart is a perfect YA romance. I can't wait to recommend it to some of my friends. I know they'll love reading it. Five Feet Apart is also a movie on Netflix, which I have yet to watch, but I definitely plan to. I always like the books better than the movies, though. Let me read you a summary of Five Feet Apart right now. 17-year-old Stella has been in and out of the hospital for a good percent of her life. She has cystic fibrosis, which is a disorder that affects the lungs, and it's life-threatening. Unfortunately, cystic fibrosis controls her life. Everything she does revolves around a potential lung transplant she could receive. For example, she has to stay six feet apart from anyone who could potentially give her an infection, as that could ruin her chance to receive a lung transplant. Stella expresses herself through her YouTube channel, but there's a lot she doesn't talk about. She's going through a super tough time right now, and she knows she can't let her cystic fibrosis destroy her body. It might break her parents apart. Meanwhile, at the same hospital, Will hates treatment, and he just doesn't care anymore. He's sick of cystic fibrosis and bisepatia, which is a bacteria he has contracted that can drastically affect cystic fibrosis and even people's lifespan. He doesn't care about his treatments anymore. He doesn't care about clinical trials. After all, he has bisepatia. So what can medicine do anymore? Will becomes frustrated with everyone, including his mother. He just wants to get out of the hospital and live his life. Stella and Will are not supposed to be near each other. If Will passes along bisepatia to Stella, she may lose her place on the lung transplant list. But when they meet each other, it's clear staying apart will not be easy. They like each other, but how can they be boyfriend and girlfriend? Cystic fibrosis controls everything in their lives. They don't want it to control their romance, too. How can you go on dates if you have to stay six feet apart? There's no way they can ever be a normal couple. Not without risking their lives. But soon, Stella and Will start wondering what makes six the magic number. Why six feet? Why not five feet? This is the only way they can rebel against the rules cystic fibrosis has put in place for them, and eventually staying apart doesn't matter as much. It's not really about their health anymore, it's about each other. Can Stella and Will find a way to ensure that this won't be a doomed romance? Or is cystic fibrosis just too hard to control? What would be so bad about staying five feet apart? I never thought about what it would be like to have to stay six feet apart from a person you were incredibly close to. It's like 2020 quarantine, but 24-7. That would be awful. Will and Stella were both characters that were easy to connect with. This is definitely one of the best YA books I've read in 2023. And let me just take a moment to say, that cover art is beautiful. Like, drop-dead gorgeous. I literally couldn't stop staring at it. Hey, let me read you a passage from Five Feet Apart right now. 
Who needs two whole weeks of sunshine and blue skies and beaches when you can have a month of luxury right in your own backyard? I say to my subscribers. I rattle off the amenities, counting them on my fingers. Let's see, I've got a full-time concierge, unlimited chocolate pudding, and laundry service. Oh, and Barb talked Dr. Hamid into letting me keep all my meds and treatments in my room this time. Check it out! I turn the webcam to the pile of medical equipment and then to the medicine cart next to me, which I've already perfectly organized into alphabetical and chronological order by the scheduled dosage time I plugged into the app I made. It's finally ready for a test run. That was number 14 on today's to-do list, and I'm pretty proud of how it turned out. My computer dings as comments begin rolling in. I see one mentioning Barb's name with some heart emojis. She's a crowd favorite just as much as she's my favorite. Ever since I first came to the hospital here more than 10 years ago, she's been the respiratory therapist here, slipping candy to me and the other CFers, like my partner in crime, Poe. She holds our hand through even the most bone-crushing grips of pain like it's nothing. I've been making YouTube videos for about half that time to raise awareness about cystic fibrosis. Through the years, more people than I could have ever imagined began following my surgeries and my treatments and my visits to St. Grace's, sticking with me through my awkward braces phase and everything. My lung function is down to 35%, I say as I turn the camera back to me. Dr. Hamid says I'm steadily climbing to the top of the transplant list now, so I'll be here for a month, taking antibiotics, sticking to my regimen. My eyes travel to the drawing behind me, the healthy lungs looming over my head just out of reach. I shake my head and smile, leaning over to grab a bottle from the medicine cart. That means taking my medications on time, wearing my Aflo vest to break up that mucus, and, I hold up the bottle, a whole lot of this liquid nutrition through my G-tube every night. If any ladies out there are wishing they could eat 5,000 calories a day and still have a Cabo-ready beach body, I'm up for a trade. My computer dings away, messages pouring in one after the other. Reading a few, I let the positivity push away all the negativity I felt going into this. Hang in there, Stella. We love you. New lungs can come in at any moment, so I've got to be ready. I say the words like I believe them wholeheartedly. Though, after all these years, I've learned not to get my hopes up too much. I chose to read that passage to you because it takes place near the beginning of the book, when Stella is live-streaming and explaining some aspects of her cystic fibrosis. I was thinking about how you'd have to be super mature to manage daily medicines and treatments, taking pills at the exact right times and stuff. That reveals a lot about Stella's character. Honestly, while I liked both Stella and Will, I think Stella was my favorite character in Five Feet Apart. But, I don't know, it's really hard to choose. Hey, do you know what time it is? It's time for a message for the grown-ups. Hey, adults! So, in Five Feet Apart, there's some moderate cursing as well as a lot of talk about death. There's also some mild romance, but nothing a mature tween slash teen wouldn't be able to handle. I'd recommend this YA book for kids ages 12 and up. Now, it's time for the last segment on Hook of a Book. What emotion? You know the rules. Okay, drum roll please. The emotion I felt when finishing this book was... Grateful. Honestly, Five Feet Apart really made me think about how lucky I am that I don't have a condition like cystic fibrosis. I ended up feeling really grateful. 
thank you so much for listening to Hook of a Book this week. If you have a book you want me to review on the show, email me at hookofabookpodcast at gmail.com or leave your request in a comment on Spotify. You can also send in a voice message that might be featured on a future episode. The links are in the episode description. To stay up to date with all things Hook of a Book related, you can check out Hook of a Book's Instagram. Sometimes additional book recommendations that aren't on the show will be featured there. The link is in the podcast description. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and keep on reading! Ellie out! Thank you.